you know the reason. And uh, we are uh, thankful that we are protected. And uh, what we're doing here is to protect the children, the mothers, the fathers, the families. And I know you appreciate that. We are suffering a little bit of not seeing all the faces here. But, uh, and I miss, I miss you. And thank God I've see, I see some new faces since about three weeks here. And I'm thankful. I'm thankful for that. We pray that the Lord will continue his blessings. And as we go through this plague that the whole world is suffering from, we will come to an end. And soon we will gather all together and we'll have this place full. Maybe the other place, not this place, because we are going to move and we look forward to be together again. Let's open our Bibles this morning to Psalms 118. I want to read uh, four verses and then we'll have the message and we'll go home. Psalm 118. Verse 1 through 4. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. For his loving kindness is everlasting. Oh, let Israel say, his loving kindness is everlasting. Oh, let the house of Aaron say, his loving kindness is everlasting. Oh, let those who fear the Lord say, his loving kindness or mercy is everlasting. Give thanks to the Lord, for his mercy is everlasting. I like the word mercy, though loving kindness is very nice, but I like mercy, because if I am here standing before you, it's because of the mercy of the Lord. That happened and gave me life, new life for 52 years. The Roman philosopher Luscious Seneca once said, He who receives a benefit with gratitude repays the first installment on his debt. The psalmist here tells us that it is good to be thankful. And let me ask you a question. I'm going to repeat that this, this morning. Are you thankful? Regardless? And that's the spirit. That's the spirit that we should have. Gratitude is a grace, a gift from God. Like all his gifts, we can take it or we can leave it. We can use it or neglect it. In this, as is in all things, we have a responsibility to be thankful to God. In Psalms 92, the psalmist could not hold himself from rejoicing and shouting and singing as he says, it is good to give thanks to the Lord and to sing praises to his name, to your name, O Most High. And if we ask the psalmist today, many psalms of thanksgiving, if we have him, do you have a good reason to be thankful? Well, he will answer, yes, I have. 
as he sums it up in one verse. In the Psalms, 116, he says, Rest, O my soul. Rest, O my soul, for the Lord has dealt bountifully with you. Has he been generous with us? And that is enough to keep us thankful all our lives. Uh, Helen Laurie uh, Marshall, one of the wonderful Christian poets, wrote these verses with regards to be thankful, being thankful. Thank God for the privilege of living. She says, the privilege of breathing his air. The privilege of being alive in the midst of such beauty everywhere. Thank the good Lord for his mercy of giving me eyes to see, oh yes, a mind to learn and a voice to speak of faith in eternity. Thank him for the privilege of living, for sharing his earth and his sky, that a gift so rare as the gift of life was given to such as I. Oh, how thankful we should be. And we are today challenged once more to be thankful every day of our lives. In every situation. So I want to share with you a few thoughts this morning. The first thought, let us declare his mercy, mercy and faithfulness as we're at here. Uh, those of you who traveled overseas and outside the United States and came back, and uh, when you were check checking your luggage, how many times did you hear, okay, do you have anything to declare? I experienced that many times. Do you have anything to declare? And uh, in order to understand what's uh, the meaning of declaring, Webster helps us a little bit here. Uh, to declare is to make known. To state clearly in formal terms. To announce officially. To proclaim. To reveal. And when we read here that declare his mercy and faithfulness is to announce his mercy officially. This is official. And who gave us the word? It's the word of heaven. This is a word from heaven. Let's declare it. The thankful heart cannot be silent. Do we agree on that? The thankful heart cannot be silent. A person who is filled with gratitude cannot sit still. He's antsy. He wants to tell the world how grateful I am. And we thank God for that. This person also, he wants to tell the world how he feels or she feels. And you and I cannot shut him down. And the psalmist says, when I, when I wake up in the morning, I have my theme for the day. He said, in the morning, I enjoy your mercy. Can you imagine living the whole day without his mercy? Just think of that. We take everything for granted. Without his loving kindness, the other word for that, can you live without his mercy? I'd rather have his mercy and everything else let it go away and have the mercy of God. 
Because without the mercy of God, I might be found dead somewhere else. Period. There is no other way to look at life. We thank him for his mercy. He said, I wake up in the morning, and this is my, my theme. And we sing so often, mercy there was great. Where there? Ah, at the cross of Calvary. Mercy there was great, and grace was free. If it weren't for Calvary, if it weren't for his death on that cross of Calvary, for his mercy, you and I today would be somewhere else, and some of us will be dead. But we thank God for his mercy. Are we thankful for that? This should be an unending theme for each and every heart this morning. Not today, not this week, but every day, because his mercies endure forever. We cannot exhaust his mercy, uh, because you know what? It is new every morning. It is new every morning. Dean read the Psalm 100, and I want to repeat a verse in that Psalm. Uh, uh, verse 5. For the Lord is good. Is he good? <laughs> he is more than good. He's good. His mercy is everlasting, and his faithfulness went to all generations. It is unending. It is unending a grace that God has given us. Kindness and mercy, the psalmist says, shall follow me all the days of my life. Rejoice, Christian. All the days of your life, you shall have that. And as the day ends, he think, he, he's saying, and I face the night, I rely on his faithfulness. In the morning, he says, good morning, I have my mercies on you. In the evening, he says, I kept you all day long, and I'm going to give you a good night's sleep. What faithfulness is this? And you're sandwiched between his mercy and faithfulness, and we still complain. We still complain. May God exercise our hearts to, to really grasp at least a little bit of his mercy and faithfulness and start shouting, I want to sing of his mercies and faithfulness forever and ever. Wow. His providence, his love, his grace, all have been given to us free to live and enjoy him. And I look, as I look back at the day, I see how the Lord has taken care of the day. And I sit in my bed, or I kneel before my bed and say, thank you, Lord, for your mercy and faithfulness. Are we doing this? Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, I would like to remind you that we are only living because of his mercy and his faithfulness. In Psalms 42, the psalmist was so, and verse 80 said, we read, the Lord will command his mercy in the daytime. What is it? He will command. He orders his mercies to be upon us, and his song will be with me in the night. So rejoice and enjoy that. Should I be thankful for that? You answer yourself. Should I be vocal? Or should I, okay, I don't want anybody to know about my Christianity. Should I be vocal? I think we should. And the, no, the, everywhere we go, 
People should know that we are thankful Christians. Not we are not whining Christians. You know one thing, once you start whining, everybody gets away from you. When you are thankful, everybody comes and says, tell me why you are so thankful. And here you go, there's a chance to tell the world what God has done for you. Amen. Let's be thankful, folks. And let's do that. Have you anything to declare? Let's declare it. The second word I want to share with you, we must remember where our blessings originate from. Where it comes from, all of it. Lord, help us to remember the source of our help. Lord, help us to remember the source of our help. And that's the spirit of thankfulness. A man who was an atheist confessed that he came to a time when he began to believe in God. This came as a result of not knowing whom to thank. He was an atheist. When he delighted in the joy of life. The beauty of a dawn. He just discovered there is something that atheism never taught him about. The love in the eyes of his wife and his children. The glory of the birth in a child. Like we enjoyed. The birth of Spencer, I'm sure you're elated. Isn't that? I, we thank God for Spencer, by the way. And we thank God for his parents and grandparents. And we thank God for every little child that we have. And that's why they're home, all of them, most of them. Why? Because we're trying to protect them. We know God protects them. But we thank God. We have a little bit of wisdom and foresight to take care and try to protect them. On reflection, this atheist, he had to admit to himself that the astonishing joy of life was so magnificent that nothing less than God could have made it possible. He repented. He repented. It was his desire to say thank you, but he didn't know how to say it. Then he remembered where it all came from. He said, only God was worthy of my gratitude. That's an atheist. Are we thankful? I'm going to repeat it every little while until we leave here. Are we thankful? Uh -huh. Are we thankful? Amen, that's better. We should. In every area, wherever, where, where, whatever we go through, he is with us. If I go through trouble, he says, I'll walk with you. Because I know trouble is going to grow you and mature you. And when the trouble, you pass the trouble, as the children of Israel, they passed through the Red Sea. Later on, they start singing and say, great is our God. And then you will sing that song. After, after the rain, after the fire, you will sing that song and say, thank you, Lord, because I am a better Christian. We have often wondered with some amazement that uh, of the ten uh, lepers, all of you and most of you know their stories, when Jesus healed them, only one returned to thank him out of ten. And uh, 
Oh, we would say, oh, what kind of people? They couldn't thank him. But think of it seriously. Many are guilty of the same carelessness. When we do not give thanksgiving, it is sometimes because we simply are not willing to do so. May God put in our hearts the willingness to be thankful. On an autumn night in 1860, it's in the archives in uh, Illinois. If you want to check it on the internet, you will find it there. A steamboat broke up and sank in Lake Michigan, one mile from the village Winnetka, Illinois. Of the 393 passengers aboard the Lady Elgin, 279 drowned. Of the 114 survivors, Edward Spencer, a student at Northwestern University, saved 17 of them. One student. Spencer, Spencer was a, a great swimmer, and I hope Spencer will be a great swimmer too. But after having made 17 round trips, he became delirious from the strain. It was reported that he asked again and again, did I do my best? As a result of that night, Spencer became sick and was confined to a wheelchair all through his life. Some years later, Spencer, on Spencer's birthday, a reporter asked him his most vivid memory of that heroic date in his life. His answer was, I remember that not one of the 17 I rescued returned to thank me. If this is the heart of a man, How is the heart of God when we don't thank him? What do you think? What do you think? In what spirit did he ask that one person who came back? He said, where are the nine? May God help us. During this Thanksgiving season, not to forget to be thankful at all times. And the last word, take time. Let's take time to thank I know, and you know, and we all know, we're going through hard times. Some families are suffering. I grant, this is granted. The nation is suffering. Many Christians are suffering. We hear complaints about many things. A person may complain of not having expensive shoes to wear until he sees someone who has no feet. Someone may think in his mind, why I can't? have the job that he has. Another person may complain, why don't can't I have this beautiful home or beautiful car or this or that? Or I can't go to college. How come I can't finish? I can't do this. Well, we all complain until we meet a person who is terminally ill. And then all this vanishes away. Let us be thankful. May God keep our eyes open and our hearts in tune with his blessings upon us. 
May we remember the words of Paul to the Romans found in chapter 1 and verse 21, describing the unbelief, the unthankfulness of these people there and their hearts that was far away from God. He says in verse 21 of chapter 1, For even though they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give thanks, but they became futile in their speculations and their foolish hearts was darkened. I would like to say this does not apply here and should not apply to any heart. And we should be thankful in every area in our lives and whatever our situation is. We say, thank you, Lord, for giving me life and life eternal. We are not looking forward. I am thankful. Today I was sitting here and I was given the bread from the hand of Bill. And I said, Lord, I thank you for saving me. Otherwise, where would I be? He said, I can do all things. Don't you think this is thankfulness from, on the part of Paul? I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Is that thankfulness? When he says, then, then, whatever you have, be content with what you have. Because once you are content, contented, you're saying, thank you, Lord, for the situation I'm in. And he says then, okay, listen, you pass the test, I will never leave you, nor forsake. It is in the word of God. I'm quoting the Bible. And so we should be so thankful. So let us collectively seize this time altogether. Remind of ourselves of the goodness of God. Remind ourselves to be thankful people. Not walking with hearts filled with whining and complaining. You know what? If we complain forever, what do we get? Did you ever think we do get anything? You get nowhere with complaining. But take that robe of complaining and put the robe of thankfulness and then you'll be a blessing and God then will answer your prayers. Are we thankful? Yes. Amen, we are thankful. Let's bow before him. Let's thank him. Let's be on our knees for his mercy, for his faithfulness. Let's approach the throne of God. Let's speak our hearts to him. Let's, whether we're in adversity or in prosperity, let us tell him, oh Lord, we give you thanks this morning. Are you with me? In everything the Bible says, this is a favorite verse for many I know, in everything give thanks, for this is God's will for you in Jesus Christ our Lord. Let's bow our heads. Our Father, as we think of your blessings upon us this morning, as we go through the week of Thanksgiving, may we display in our own lives, in our families, homes, the spirit of thankfulness. May any person who come in touch with us get a blessing from our attitude, from our lives, from our homes, from our children. 
We want to be a blessing, Lord. So give us that spirit. Not only this week, not only on Thursday, but give us the spirit to be with us all the days of our lives. And we give your name the glory and praise and honor. And we joyfully thank you for what you have done with your people. In Jesus' name we ask and pray. Amen. The meeting is over. And thank God we have more people this week than last week. And we're going to have more people next week. Have a great week. Have a happy Thanksgiving. Enjoy it because God will turn everything for good to those thankful hearts. God bless you.